Welcome back to another edition of American Oc Radio. This is your host, Mike Phillip, coming at you live from Western Canada. Now, listen, we don't have Super Don today. He heard something about legalized marijuana in Oregon, and he immediately started packing up the van. And he's actually on the road today. But we do have the dirtiest kaffir in all of Canada, Kevin J. Johnston. Kevin, say hey. Hey, and I want to thank you very much for the absolutely correct title. The filthiest, most disgusting kaffir in the history of Canada is on the radio, on AmericanOcRadio.com. And we're glad to have you, absolutely. We've also got Professor Mike in Ottawa, and he is an expert on everything. Just ask him, and he'll tell you all about it, but make sure you've got time on your hands, because it takes a while. Now... Call in line is 855-660-4261. Once again, 855-660-4261. We've got a great show lined up for you today. I want to ask a question. What is the link or commonality between Haitian immigrants, the Clinton Foundation, and the Ontario Liberal Trudeau government? I say Ontario because I don't recognize them here in Alberta. I have nothing to do with them, and I never will. What is going on with all of these Haitians going across the border into Quebec, and is there more to the story that we are not being told? Also, uh, the media likes to show Trudeau in a certain way, uh, and if you believe it, your brains are mush. I'm not going to try to convince you, but we are going to listen to some hilarious sound bites that are being put forward as to the persona and identity of the prime minister or sock puppet slash model in chief. Second hour, we've got Dr. Peter Glidden. This man's advice could save your life. It is going to be an intensely interesting two hours of radio. Don't touch the dial. Most of you are listening online, but I'm an old radio guy, so I stay dial still. Let's launch this show, everybody. America Radio. Radio. I love it. My girlfriend loves it. Even my dog loves it. I love you. Oh, my God. That's all I listen to. Sounds like a party, baby. Ooh, yeah. All right. We've got a call from Chad in Budapest, Hungary. Very interesting. Chad, stay right where you are. We're going to get to you. I'm just going to do a couple of clips here of our illustrious prime minister, Justin Trudeau. Now, uh, he's notorious for being an atheist. Some think that he is a Muslim undercover. I don't believe that. I think that he is an opportunist and a puppet. He gets his marching orders. He does not run Canada, contrary to popular belief. That stays in the hands of the Crown and the Privy Council. Uh, I'm not going to bore you with all the details, being that most of our listeners are in the United States. But 
Justin Trudeau came out and told Canadians that we have got to accept that Muslims were going on the Hajj. This was, uh, I believe, a couple of months ago, wasn't it, Mike? The pilgrimage to Mecca? Um, this would be the time, if this is Eid al-Adha, this would be the time that they're doing their their completion of the pilgrimage. <clears throat> so as of yesterday, they would be completing it, I believe. But, as of yesterday, okay. I All believe right. so, yeah. I'm not sure when the Eid was. Was it yesterday? I don't know. I, I, uh, I didn't look into it too much because I, I don't have time for that crap. Uh, but listen to Justin Trudeau clearly making a big deal out of it, and that's what's put out to Canadians. There's nothing more Canadian than helping out your neighbors. I want to wish everyone a joyous Eid al-Fitr, Eid Mubarak, and all the best. There he is. And actually, we didn't pull up the rest of the clip because I didn't want to give that too much time. But he went on about Islam and how great it is. Whether you think that or not, do you think that he's going to do that when it comes to Christmas or Easter or Kwanzaa or any other uh, religious tradition? I don't believe so. Kevin, what's your take on this? No, he's absolutely not going to do so. What I have noticed, uh, especially with the Liberal Party in the province of Ontario, None of them say Merry Christmas anymore, uh, period. In fact, the only reference to Kwanzaa that I saw in, um, in Ontario was at the bank. The, the bank will always say, the, the Bank of Montreal, they say Happy Kwanzaa, and they always put that up on TV screens. Not that Kwanzaa is anything ancient. It's no ancient ritual. It was invented in the 60s by a guy who later did prison time for beating his wife. But nonetheless, no, they will not say Happy Easter they will not say Merry Christmas. They will not say uh, Happy Hanukkah or Happy, uh, Happy Kwanzaa. It's not happening. He's not going to put any effort forth into making Christianity uh, or Hinduism uh, or even black culture look good. They refuse. Right. And so does Mississauga Mayor Bonnie Crombie, where I happen to have grown up and live currently. She's part of that Liberal Party mentality, and she says nothing to anyone aside from Islamic holidays. Guys, I, I, I've got a story for you that you might enjoy. Let's hear it. So two years ago, okay, two years ago, I was visiting a client, and she had Happy Easter, okay, with the Easter bunny and all the little peg and stuff, but she had Happy Easter on the wall of her house, and she was wearing a cross, so my assumption is she's got to be Catholic, Christian, something that has the cross. You would think, and yeah. I, and I said... Happy Easter to her. Now, and, and she looked at me funny. And I was like, you know, it's Easter. Like, Happy Easter. And I pointed to her wall. And she's like, oh, okay, have a good night. And I'm like, okay. I get back to the office. Within 20 minutes, I've got RCMP at the door. saying What? That, yes. With that, saying that I heavily offended somebody in, a, in nearly a harassing manner by evoking... Some kind of, uh, uh, I don't know, tension because I harassed her religiously and all this stuff. I ended up for almost two hours having to explain to them that all I said was happy. At first, I had no clue what they were talking about. Eh? I, I literally felt right. like, I don't, I don't know what you guys are talking about. I, I seriously don't know what the hell you're talking about. For almost two hours, I had to deal with these cops. And then I heard her complaint that she made. And she made a complaint. They, they actually let me listen to the complaint. They were so confused themselves. The complaint was her calling, saying that I heavily offended her because her neighbors 
do not celebrate Easter. And what if her neighbors heard me saying Happy Easter? And they could have been possibly offended. And that things like this should not be taking place. And that action must be taken. Now, I somehow offended her because her neighbors do not celebrate Easter while she has Happy Easter on the wall and she was wearing a cross and she had the Easter bunny with the egg. Yeah, but there was no charges. There was no laws being broken. So why did the RCMP even follow up on it? I, I honestly don't know. They, they didn't understand what the complaint was at first. I guess they were given the call and told to show up, right? Because they were confused, too. They said that I heavily, you know, uh, um, harassed somebody or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And w- when we finally figured out what it was, they were like, what the hell? Like, the cops were all confused, right? And these are all some white French guys. And they're just, yeah. they're just like, they're just like I, I don't understand what this is about. I'm like, I don't understand either. I'm like, you guys made it look like I committed a terrorist attack. All I said was Happy Easter to a person who's Christian. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's how crazy people are. And, you know, whether you like Christianity or you hate it or you're just a straight-up atheist, I would like to point out that every country that goes into tyranny, uh, it is banned. 100% of the time, all of the time. Look what happened to them in the Soviet Union. Look at what's happening to Christians in ISIS-controlled territories. Look, look at what happens to them in China unless they carry the state line. Mike, uh, Professor Mike and Kevin J. Johnson, American Knock Radio, will be back right after this. Syntec Global XFT is a breakthrough product trusted around the world for over 20 years. Syntec Global XFT will maximize engine life and fuel economy, maximize horsepower and performance, and minimize emissions. XFT packs an incredible amount of benefits into one small concentrated dose and comes with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. That's Syntec Global XFT. Put it to the test. Head over to AmericanUpRadio.com now to get your extreme fuel treatment. That's AmericanUpRadio.com. Welcome back to American Act Radio. This is your host, Mike Phillip, coming at you live from Western Canada. We've got Kevin J. Johnston guest hosting today. Very happy to have him on board for this broadcast. And, and as uh, always... Mike, I'll say this. I'm actually very happy that we're talking about Antifa because, as we've covered before, there were 46 members of Antifa that attacked me and my cameraman. They beat him into passing out, and they, uh, they split my left ear to the point where I had to get plastic surgery done. Well, one of them has already pled out on a weapons charge, so he's not allowed to carry a weapon for 10 years, this guy. Um, And there are three more of them who got nailed with assault, assault causing bodily harm, assault with a weapon, robbery, armed robbery, wearing a mask for the purpose of a riot, wearing a mask for the purpose of committing a crime, uttering death threats. These guys are doing jail time, and anybody who's in Ottawa... I will be at the Ottawa courthouse watching this go down. So come and meet me in Ottawa September the 12th. I'm leaving at 3 o'clock in the morning from the Toronto area to get there. So, what day is that? Uh, I think that is a Tuesday. Let me have a look for you right now. That is Tuesday, September the 12th at 9 o'clock in the morning at the big uh, Ottawa courthouse right downtown. Well, I might meet up with you at night. How's that? I'd love that. I'd love it very much. 
Now I, I actually have to I have to state something though. Now you're 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 let's 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 look at it from a liberal point of view, okay? You are a white heterosexual male whining that you got assaulted because they were trying to stop you from bullying people. See? You have to look at it from a liberal point of view. I refuse are, to look at it from bully. a liberal point of view. I yeah, absolutely well, refuse. You're, you're sexist and prejudiced and, and homophobic. That's why. Well, yeah. speaking of Antifa, <laughs> killer clown sightings are expected to go up this month with oh, the launch of Stephen King's new It movie, and uh, I hope they get the crap beat out of them. Let's go over to Chad in Budapest, Hungary. Chad, you're on the air on American Act Radio. What's going on over in Hungary? Hey, Mike. Good to be back on the show. Um, yeah. I'm I'm out of Canada for a while. I don't know if I'm coming back. I just decided that I can get a hell of a lot more work done outside of that echo chamber. Um, and, as, and other than listening to your show, I haven't been keeping up with the news very much in Canada. Not much and, has changed, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah. I mean, I've been in Europe now for probably two or three, about three weeks. And just the difference, I'm not in countries like France or Germany, where they have, uh, you know, big refugee problems. I mean, right. in Hungary, I'm headed to the Ukraine. I'm probably going to go down to Serbia after that. I'm on a mission, a research and development mission here, Mike. Uh, um, I'm hooking up with groups that are working to implement direct democracy and okay. on a technological level. So whether you're talking about Antifa or you're talking about the alt-right or you're talking about all the people who supported Trump, uh, if it wasn't for Twitter, I don't know if Trump would have won the election. No, I don't believe he would have. Yeah, and then you go back a few years, like 2011, and you've got the Occupy movement. I think a lot of those people ended up in the alt-left. And uh, I think everybody kind of has the same underlying irritation on both sides, believe it or not. I don't think the alt-left people, I don't think they want an authoritarian left either. I don't think anybody wants authoritarianism. I think what they all want is they want a political system that's actually up to date with our technological environment. And you know, and, I, and listen, I align myself with them on that. I want things to change, too. Canada's a mess. It's a bloody mess. And I mean, you know, if you, if you think you're going to turn to the federal government for anything... Uh, you're sadly mistaken, my friend, unless you walk in the country illegally, even then they'll bend over backwards for you. Guys, there is a problem I have to point out, though, with Antifa, because I interviewed a few of these uh, nutcases prior to the whole assault taking place. It was much earlier in the day, um, and I caught them, I caught three members when they were a little bit drunk, so it was great. The honesty just flowed out of them. And what happens with these Antifa guys is they almost are always assembled. Uh, the, the groupings and the protests are assembled by either OPSU or other union members who are in their 30s, 40s, and 50s, and all the kids show up, and they are told that specific day what they're protesting. So the truth is the Ontario Antifa idiots have nothing. There's no particular thing that they stand for aside from uttering the phrase, the communist utopia is coming. I heard this one quite a bit. They told me that when the communist utopia comes and the communist revolution starts, I'll be the first one to die because I'm a white male. They, they are told every single time, today we are protesting this. Today we're protesting that. 
They don't know what they stand for. Therein lies the problem. But that's reminiscent of the Occupy. Remember Occupy Wall Street? It was the same thing. We are the 99%. Well, what do you stand for? Well, we just, we're against the 1%. We're the 99%. We're the majority. And there was never any kind of direction to what they were, they were saying. And it's the same thing now. It's just become more radicalized than it was back in 2011. You know, Occupy basically, Occupy basically became BLM. If you look at the two out of the three founders of BLM, Black Lives Matter, two of them were some of the heads of the Occupy movement. So it's kind of funny that Occupy was proven to be a George Soros-funded thing. You've got BLM that's taking funding from George Soros. You've got Antifa that admit they get funding. And it's like Kevin said, they get a briefing and a debriefing. You know, these, these, these kids are like little conscripted idiot soldiers. That's literally what they are. Right, and what I'm saying is that, like, uh, George Soros' group and other groups that take advantage of these guys, the underlying grievance that they're taking advantage of in these kids, call them idiots or not, is the fact that um, nobody wants to be represented anymore. There's nobody that can represent. I've got my. No, there isn't. There's a definite lack of leadership in the government, that's for sure. It's not even a lack of leadership. It's a technological change. We go back to the great media philosopher that came out of uh, University of Toronto, Marshall McLuhan, one of the greatest thinkers in Canadian history, and most Canadians don't even know who he is. But he talked about how first we make our tools and then our tools make us. Our tools are making us over. Every time a new technological environment comes in, it changes everything in society. Look at the disruption that's happened due to social media. Look at the disruption that's happened due to, like, uh, artificial intelligence. Self-driving cars are going to put 50 million people in the transportation industry out of jobs. So we watch all these industries being disrupted. Mark Andreessen, the venture capitalist, wrote an essay called Software is Eating the World. Now, what I'm saying is we're on the verge of watching software eat representative government. And the underlying grievance on both sides of these, these riots is that these kids are being taken, the fact that they want no representation, they want direct democracy, that grievance is being taken advantage of. And that therein lies the vacuum. And for all of us on this call right now, we're sitting there watching this, there's nothing we can do about it. And they're all elected representatives. We can't vote on the issues. We vote a person in. And then we let that person run amok. Right. Chad, listen, you can't use that language on the show, okay? But uh, we, we, you know, our board operator is obligated to bleep it out. Great call, Chad. Very interesting. I'd like to point out, too, that the guy that, uh, that brought about that Charlesville Nazi protest was also one of the lead organizers of Occupy Wall Street. So they can't even find real Nazis to fight. They've got to make them up and bust them in. Mike, Kevin, and Professor Mike on American Knock Radio will be back after these messages from our sponsors. Who are you trying to get crazy with, S.A.? Don't you know I'm loco? Insane in the membrane. Insane in the brain. Insane in the membrane. Insane in the brain. America Radio. Hey, hey, welcome back, everybody. Now, uh, you would think that if you started out a statement by saying a New York Jew, a hot, limey chick, 
and an Alberta redneck uh, get on a show together, you'd think that was the start of a joke. But I tell you what, it is not because I am going to be appearing on the Dean Blackman show. American Uck Radio. This is Dean Blackman coming from Long Island, New York, host of the Dean Blackman show. And this is my co-host from the UK, Ria Bo. Hi, lovelies. Dean and I are going to be interviewing your very own Mike Phillip with a view to having him on as a regular guest on a new show called The Doghouse. You can probably guess what it's about, right? Also, you get to see something that would usually happen off air, behind closed doors. It might go well, it might not. Who knows? What do you think, Dean? I'm really excited to have Mike on the show. It's a chance for us to get a good feel for each other and see if this thing will fly. The show will be aired on Sunday, the 10th of September. You can find me on Facebook. Just type in The Dean Blackman Show, and you'll find Rhea on Minds.com. Just type in Rhea Bo. See you soon. So there you have it. I'm going to be appearing on The Dean Blackman Show, and this guy is really interesting. Uh, he's uh, Dean Blackman is an American businessman, movie producer, entrepreneur, and currently the founder and host of The Dean Blackman Show. He actually was involved with a supplement company with President Trump some years back and made a horror movie with Oliver Stone's son. So I'm looking forward to that, and I will be posting that at the American Oc Radio YouTube channel uh, after the show. So there you have it. Now, we were talking a little bit about Justin Trudeau, and he did this softball interview with these three airhead girls, two of them, sorry, and this is what's put out to Canadians as far as, I don't know if he's trying to get the youth vote or what is the case here, but I, I just can't stand this stuff when I hear In your it. interactions with President Trump, has there been anything that surprised you? It may be surprising to some that he's... he's uh. <laughs> He's authentic uh, in that the person he is on camera in public is very true to the person he is in, in private. Well, that was a vague statement. He's authentic. The guy you see on camera is the guy in, that you see in private. And it actually might even be taken as an insult because we know that liberals are so slammingly out to get President Trump for anything. He gives a million dollars to hurricane victims in Texas, and he's bad for that. Melania uh, wears stiletto high heels, and she's bad. They're just attacking him on every level. So you know damn well that Trudeau is not cool with President Trump, but he's got to keep his mouth shut because these NAFTA talks are going on. And it's really funny because Christia, uh, uh, what's her name, Newland, the, uh, the trade minister, is saying that she's going to go into these NAFTA talks talking about uh, fairness for women and LGBTQ. What has that got with an international trade agreement? <laughs> I mean, seriously. I, I wanted to say something about what Trudeau said. See, I listened to that um, before, and I actually don't think he was trying to quote-unquote insult uh, Donald Trump. I actually think he was trying to play it as cool as possible. No, that's exactly what that, he's doing. Uh, you know, I think he no, that is what he's doing. Save his butt. Now, now it could be interpreted as an insult in the case that they keep painting him back. But I think what he meant was, you know, the fact that Donald Trump believes in what he says and whatever. I think actually that's what he was trying to say. 
to be honest. I think he was trying to say that Donald Trump is the legit thing. As much as Trudeau hated admitting it, you know, but then doesn't that imply that maybe Justin Trudeau is the fake between the two? It entirely implies that. Everything that Justin Trudeau says is coming out of the mouth of someone who can't articulate a full paragraph without ums and ums and ahs and oohs and everything else. Justin Trudeau is the worst public speaker I've ever seen in the Western world. Oh, he is. Any leadership run whatsoever or any leadership position. And the reason that he ums and ahs so much is that he doesn't believe anything that he's saying. Justin knows damn well he's in it for the money, whereas uh, Trump is in it to save his country. And that is why, when you put the two of them side by side, Justin will never be able to hold a candle ever to Trump. Justin is a child and Trump is a man. Yeah, he's a trust fund kid that's never had to work a day in his life. Let's go on with this ridiculous softball interview here. Not just a North American free trade agreement. We should be building something strong and taking on the world with it instead of you know, quibbling over, over you know, small issues that tend to get magnified. Like what? He doesn't go on to say. <laughs> and, and the big issue in the room here, as Trump pointed out, is that there's a massive trade deficit between the United States and Mexico and the United States and Canada. Here's what I predict is going to happen. Trump is going to put together a deal that is better for Canada and the United States and Mexico, and these guys are going to have no choice but to go along with it because they'll have to be otherwise they'll uh, they'll lose in the public eye. They'll lose face if they don't go for it. That is my prediction. But Listen, this is the best one of them all. Listen to this. This is our illustrious leader over here in Canada. Uh Listen to this. (laughs) For me to be able to find a way to express myself uh, without being zany novelty ties uh, was important. I said, well, why don't I just wear cool socks? There it is. That's why Justin Trudeau is showing off his socks all over the world to leaders of other countries. Uh, That just inspires confidence on an international level on what it means to be Canadian. And then he shows up and he says things like, we need to have funny ways. That is a true leader and a public speaker. I'm telling you right there. In fact, in, you know, in lieu of that, Awesome speech from Justin Trudeau. Let's pay homage to Canada with William Shatner. Oh, Canada. Hey. Cheer up. Can't note. Our home and native land. On native land. True patriot love <laughs> of same-sex partnership. In all our sons' command and our daughters with glowing hearts like E.T. We see thee rise, the true north, strong and free. Free health care. Oh, this is new. From far and wide, redundant. Oh, Canada. Big smile. We stand on guard for thee. God keep our land, all gods, or, or, or no god, glorious and free. <laughs> Free of smog. <laughs> oh, Canada, we stand on guard for thee. Oh, Canada, Does it warm your heart. Stand on guard. Guard yourself from frostbite. For it's all. I don't even know what we're doing here. 
Well done, Mr. Shatner. We must all obey the chat. <laughs> was that really William Shatner? That was really William Shatner, the greatest import that Canada has ever sent to the United States of America. If you count out John Candy and uh, oh, what's his name there, the naked gun guy, uh, Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen, greatest Canadians of all time. John Candy, William Shatner, and Leslie Nielsen. In fact, Shatner should have ran. I would have voted for him. I'm saying I would have done it for sure. Now, I want to switch gears here. We haven't got much time left in this segment, but uh, we're going to carry it over into the fourth segment of this hour. Uh, These Haitian refugees going across the border into Quebec. Why just Haitians? Why now? And why is the government backpedaling on... uh, You had Justin Trudeau basically putting out to the world, everybody's welcome here, we're open for business, we don't care who you are, the front door is open, come on in, we'll feed you, we'll clothe you, we'll give you free dental, we'll do things that we don't even do for our own veterans of foreign wars, we'll give you things that we don't even give to our own citizens. And all of a sudden, it's a problem and they're backpedaling. We're going to get into it in the fourth segment of an American Uck Radio. We'll be back right after these messages from GCN. Syntec Global XFT is a breakthrough product trusted around the world for over 20 years. Syntec Global XFT will maximize engine life and fuel economy, maximize horsepower and performance, and minimize emissions. XFT packs an incredible amount of benefits into one small concentrated dose and comes with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. That's Syntec Global XFT. Put it to the test. Head over to AmericanUckRadio.com now to get your extreme fuel treatment. That's AmericanUckRadio.com. All American infidels, prepare to die in a sea of holy fire. You will be punished for your decadent ways on the first day of Radaman. <laughs> wait, wait a minute, wait, did I just say, what did I say, Radaman? Rama, Rana, blah, 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 blah. Ramadan. American Radio. Welcome back to American Elk Radio, everybody. And before the break, I had switched topics. We want to talk about these Haitian immigrants coming across the border into Quebec. Now, nothing is ever as it seems with politics, and I do not believe in coincidence. I'd just like to lay that down right now because, yeah, go ahead, Kevin. The one thing I did want to say is that there are three separate areas right now in Quebec where Haitians and and illegal aliens in general are crossing the border and banging on people's doors saying, we want the food that Justin promised us. They're actually literally banging on doors demanding to come in from from the elements. What, um, and Quebecers are fed up with it. In fact, the, the local stores there are running out of bullets and running out of things like crossbows. That's what Quebecers are now buying because of these people doing that. And they all say the same thing, that Justin Trudeau invited us here. It's weird. Because he, he said that to everybody, but here's the thing. There's more to the story, okay? Let's do the rest. Go for it. 
Now, it turns out that there was ads on the popular app WhatsApp. It's uh, for people to use when they have a Wi-Fi connection if they don't have regular phones so they can make calls and send texts. Also, there were ads on Facebook saying that claiming to be from the government of Canada saying to the Haitians, come on up to Canada. Because what happened was after the earthquake in Haiti, uh, about, uh, I think, 160,000 of them were brought over to the U.S. under a temporary visa program. Now, that ran out recently, and they were given an extra six months by Homeland. But now they're saying that at the end of that, you'd better be ready to go home. Now, they gave them an extra six months. I mean, if you let somebody in your house because they're having a hard time, there comes a time when they've got to go and get on their feet, right? You can't just look after them forever. Now, that is what they're expecting. But these ads were circulating amongst the community, and what was happening is a lot of them were leaving jobs that they had and selling everything that they own, coming to Canada, thinking they were going to get permanent welfare instead of being deported back to Haiti, Now, at the same time that you've got this going on, the Clintons are vacationing in that area. What what do the Clintons have to do with Haitians and migration? Now, you've got to remember, the Trudeau government just gave the Clinton Foundation $20 million, and we get an influx of Haitians. Now, Haitians hate the Clintons. Why? Well, listen, do you remember this during the campaign in their last presidential election? Haitian activists staged a protest outside Hillary Clinton's Manhattan office. The demonstrators claimed billions of dollars were stolen through the Haiti Reconstruction Commission headed by Bill Clinton. They also say Haiti was used as a cover for foreign governments to funnel kickbacks of possibly hundreds of millions of dollars through the Clinton Foundation. They say it was done in exchange for favors that Hillary was doing for them as Secretary of State. They say they want their message to get out so Americans won't vote for her if she runs for president. We are telling the world of the crimes that Bill and Hillary Clinton are responsible for in Haiti. And we are telling the American people that the 32,000, over 32,000 emails that Hillary Clinton said she deleted have evidence of the crimes they've committed. The demonstrators staged a rally in front of Bill Clinton's office in Harlem in January. And that wasn't the only time. The the Clintons have absolutely been totally dirty with the Haitians. And not only that, but there was child trafficking going on. And five of the lawyers and whistleblowers that were coming up to uh, blow the whistle on the Clinton Foundation... Uh, let's put it this way, four are now dead. I saw the fifth one on InfoWars basically crying, thinking that her days are numbered. And now they're on the ground in the area where they're coming across. Is it a big jump to say that there's some kind of an operation going on there when our government just gave them $20 million? I, I, am I am I making too big of a leap there, Kevin? What do you think? No, you're not making too big of a leap at all. I mean, listen, if you're going to be dealing in human trafficking and you're going to be raping the uh, the country of Haiti like the Devaliers did in the past, then 
you have no choice but to oversee the continued mistakes and covering of mistakes over and over again. So they are there making sure that this whole thing goes smooth. They are there issuing the appropriate bribes and or threats to the appropriate Canadian folks there to ensure that this does not get out. I mean, uh, I think really Hillary should be more worried about finding a really good, dependable adult diaper as opposed to threatening Canadians about Haitians. But that is regrettable that uh, it has it's gone this far and i'm really shocked that at some point in the past that the clintons have not been found out on this and put in prison for it yeah they are there to make sure that they are covering up their cover-up yeah well i mean listen trey gowdy came I, i watched a press conference with him where he said the criminality of the Clinton Foundation is so deep and the tentacles are in so many facets of society, indeed the, the whole planet, okay, countries, a whole, governments of other countries. Look what, look what this, uh, Hillary did when she was Secretary of State to Libya. Thriving country, very secular, building a water aquifer that was going to feed Africa, irrigate the desert. People got education for free in Libya. Actually, uh, Libya, before the Clintons got in there and screwed everything up, Libya had a 100% literacy rate. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Hands down. Mike, Uh, you've been there, haven't you? I'm sorry? uh, Yeah, I was there there for three weeks, and it was a beautiful country. Of course, I was there before the the, the Hillary Clinton went and destroyed it. Um, I was there for three or four weeks, and it was absolutely beautiful. And I, I got to learn that everybody there is entitled to a college or a university diploma and to the point that it's free. I also found out that Muammar Gaddafi's family actually lived in tents because he said, I'm going to make sure that all of my people get a free house and that they are safe and off the streets before I will give my own family a house. So his, his father actually died in a tent, okay, because he said, I'm not going to be biased. I'm going to use the money from this oil for my people first. So, yeah, you know, it was, it was an amazing, amazing country and absolutely lovely, smart people. Not yes, well. but hey, there is, there's one more thing that Qaddafi did there is that uh, if you got married, they put down the better part of a, the first quarter of the payment of your house to ensure you had somewhere to live and you would stay in Libya and make uh, Libyan babies. That's what he did. And there is a lot of footage of him as the leader of the country hanging out of the roof of his limousine, waving at people. And they're, they're not throwing rocks. They're throwing roses at him. Yeah. They chased the car. They loved him. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And, absolutely. And of course, Hillary had to screw all that up. Well, what was his big crime? It was when he announced that he was going to start dealing in international oil interactions with a gold-backed dinar instead of the U.S. dollar. That was his sin, because after Bretton, after World War II, we got the Bretton Woods Agreement, where the U.S. dollar would be the world reserve currency. Therefore, any oil transactions taking place on the planet had to be in U.S. dollars. So the house always wins. They always get a cut. And that is falling fast. But any country that tries to go away from using dollars in oil transactions, well, it was the same thing with Saddam Hussein. He announced that they were going to have a gold back currency and move away from the dollar. We've only got a minute left, but uh, this is amazing to me. Uh, the human trafficking, the out-and-out ripoffs. I mean, listen, if 
the the Conservative Party of Canada truly wanted to win the next election, all they would have to do is hammer on the fact that uh, Justin Trudeau gave $20 million of Canadian taxpayer money to the Clinton Foundation. Am I right? <laughs> no, you're not right because Canadians don't know what that means. That's the problem. I mean, they would say, oh, well, the Clintons helped Haitians. That's about as far as Canadians know about the uh, the Clintons. I mean, you still have Canadians here saying that Donald Trump was a rapist, and I, I have to clear them all up. No, he was No, that not. was Bill. But, but Bill Clinton, he was. He was a serial rapist, and Hillary, to protect her own future career as possibly president, backed him up and threatened all the women that uh, her husband had assaulted telling them to oh, stay yeah. silent. She you openly know. bashed them. She openly bashed them on, on video. Yeah, the, she called the them uh, bubble heads and airheads. And yeah, yeah, I hear the music, and that means we're going to a hard network break with all the news and all that good stuff. Stick around, everybody. We've got a miracle man showing up here, Dr. Peter Glidden on American Knock Radio, right after this break. We'll stick around, everybody. 